Everyone, it's good to uh, take a few minutes and talk to you. I'm excited this morning because I've got three of our merchants here with me this morning, and, and in Walmart, the merchandisers are the people that decide what we sell, who we sell it from, which channel we sell it on, and how much we sell it for. So pretty exciting job. Um, being, a, being a buyer, being a DMM, a GMM is, is a lot of fun. It's a challenge. And I'm really excited to have three of our of our leaders out of merchandising here this morning. So I've got Latrice, Charles, and Anthony. And and like we've been doing the last couple months, we are in remote locations. A few of us are in different parts of Bentonville, and then Anthony is out on the West Coast. So thanks everyone for for joining us today. Well, Latrice, I thought I would start with you. You lead our consumable business, which is paper cleaning, um, long list categories. You can talk about those, but you've uh, you've seen some pretty uh, interesting swings. I guess would be one way to put it over the last couple months as uh, people began stocking up and then moved on to other phases of the way they purchased throughout the pandemic. Uh, your category was your categories, many of them were some of the first to uh, be affected. So tell us about what it was like, what it was like for the team, and, and how have you been able to, uh, to manage the business? John, when I think about the experience we've had with, um, with customers, thinking about merchandise and how that happened over a period of time, I think about one, the strength that we have in managing things like hurricanes, managing disasters, and we, we use that knowledge, but it certainly wasn't enough to manage a pandemic. Our customers went through lots of phases, and I think we've talked about those a number of times. And those phases are varied and different. And so as our team thought about how to manage it, one, we had to use the expertise that we had from dealing with anything remotely like what we were dealing with. So try to get the right product at all times. The thing that I'm most proud of is that they trusted Walmart to be the place where they got the things they need. And that was um, it was an advantage for us as we talked to suppliers about how to get product is the commitment that our associates had to being in stores every day. Oh, Latrice, I'm, I'm proud of uh, all the work that our team has done as well. You mentioned hurricanes and, and someone asked me in early April what it was like being a part of the business at that time. And it's like having a hurricane, but it was, it was happening in the entire country and all around the world at the same time. And it, it lasted a lot longer. And we've learned in storms and other events, our associates do rise up and they're, they are just outstanding people who do things that are beyond what anyone would expect. Um, talk a bit about the supplier relationships, what it's been like trying to manage these relationships without being able to see someone in person. You've done everything on video conference, which is different than what we've done in the past. But, but what was that like? I think the thing that we found most effective is using the data and saying, it's great that you gave me this much supply. Unfortunately, I need five times that. And it gave us a chance, one, because our teams were together more often. So this environment has equalized our teams, meaning I have teams in California and, and New Jersey and New York and in Arkansas, but we're all together in, the, in, in our individual spaces, but together. And so as we were thinking about how to plan with suppliers, we had a more consistent process. Walmart customers are coming and they're showing up every day and our associates are there to serve them and we have to have products. And the combination of our consistency, our communication and the data, I think is what's helping us get better in stock. Obviously we've got a long way to go. I feel like we have increased our, uh, 
our own credibility. I feel like we've increased our the trust and transparency that we have with our suppliers. And I think our associates being present and having and being the people who are in stores and ready to serve customers is another way that we've been able to encourage our suppliers to move with more speed. We certainly couldn't have made the progress and, and been able to do the things that we did in the quarter without great suppliers. So a big thank you to all of our suppliers and thanks for what you're doing. And Charles, you've you've been in in merchandising and operations. You've uh, you've led merchandise teams in other countries, and uh, having a great supply chain is a really really critical part, obviously, to running a fresh food business and a food business. And uh, there were a couple days in there in the quarter that we just saw unprecedented sales and demand. And and like Latrice said, we we might have seen two or three days of sales in two to three hours. I felt like a couple times in food, it was two to three days of sales and two to three minutes. It was just extreme for a while. What was it like and, and what was it like uh, working with the supply chain and suppliers throughout the last couple months? One of the things I think we find out at Walmart is sometimes the best leadership is just, just getting out of the way and letting people do their jobs and they figure these things out. And that's exactly what happened with the merchants and the suppliers and the supply chain, because you know what, there's not a roadmap for this. And when you, when you see the spike in demand, all of a sudden you think about, you know, oh my gosh, how do you get product? How do you get product on the shelf for our associates and for our customers? And so there is a lot of that supplier communication um, from, from the top all the way down and mainly just checking on how are you doing and how can we help one another? And so these supplier <laughs> communications is, you know what, let's make decisions together because we don't know where we're going on this. And you know what, we're better together when we do this. And our suppliers, I want everybody to know, have worked unbelievably hard. We still have some more work to do to make sure we get the demand for our customers and our associates. Yeah, that's right. Everyone has, um, and it takes a, a ton of coordination, as you said, supply lines are uneven. In some cases, we decided to stop producing items so that manufacturing lines could run and produce more of the core items. And then distribution centers had to manage inbound with trucks on the lot trying to get in. And we had to prioritize things like, like protein when it's available to make sure we're moving as quickly as possible. Um, the food distribution centers just did a phenomenal job. Every associate in the buildings uh, and all the buildings did a fantastic job in the quarter. And then I would, uh, would hate to miss our truck drivers. Uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't do what we're doing without our, uh, our fleet and then all the third party truck drivers who helped us move product. Uh, but the, overall, I think you and the team have done a fantastic job uh, making sure that uh, customers have food available. Um, the, the food supply chain at, at Walmart and, and other retailers, for that matter, those are essential services. And, and the continuity of what you're able to do in the quarter has been, has been uh, impressive. Um, one of the things you mentioned was you know, going where the customer is and watching demand. You can see a lot about what's going on in the country in the purchase data. And, and it's, it's not like there are a couple anomalies here and there. These are big groups of people who start to purchase things differently. And you could see the phases start to emerge from, from March and then into uh, in April. So Charles, what were some of the items or the categories that were interesting, maybe is the right word, uh, when, you, when you saw the changes in what people were buying? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I'll tell you what, the customers and the consumer changed on a dime. When their life changes, their purchasing behaviors change. And things that you have been declining for years and years because people and the stay at home really um, act really got enforced. You know, breakfast at home became a big deal. And so you look at all food, whether it be cereal or breakfast foods in itself, right? 
not the not the pickup on the go, the stay at home things, right, started immediately changed. And the other thing I would tell you is that, man, it was not cool to bake at home for the last several years. Now it is the thing to do, right? And people are having fun with it. So, you know, the, the business immediately turned around. And so you think about the shelf stable things that make people see secure, but the entertaining breakfast, baking, those businesses flipped over almost overnight, John, and cake mix kits and things like that is that you just sit there and say, okay, this is where this is going. And the merchants working with the suppliers just become innovative. And, you know, it's just not about getting availability. It's also become what items can we develop together, right? To make this fun and exciting for our customers when they shop and when they go home and get the product. That's the, uh, the stay at home projects like baking that, that took off. So, uh, as, as people change, we did see different behavior. And Anthony, you've uh, been leading a big part of our team uh, in our online business and recently took responsibility uh, for for home across all the businesses. So what was it like? Let's just talk about post-Easter. Easter was slower for for our business than after Easter. Things really picked up as things started to stay home. So what were some of the things you saw of customer behavior that were notable? I think it's been... Uh an amazing thing to watch is we notice the customer behaviors, which have been shifting towards online over the last few years, have just been accelerated during this whole process. Um, one of the things we notice is that home is a considered purchase category, typically sees our customers going online and researching items before they made the purchase. We really saw a huge acceleration of that. Uh, in the latest data we saw was that over 90% of customers uh, in the home category were actually researching online before they made these purchases. The other thing we noticed in the home space is that um, when a customer did uh, want to buy an item, you know, they accelerated the trend where they bought big and bulky online. It was uh, a driving trend because they did not want to walk into the store. Also, uh, probably the need in terms of shipping big bulky items, they didn't have as much help as they typically would. Um, so we saw a huge acceleration of selling furniture, for instance, online. I think that actually during this pandemic, in some respects, the job is a little easier because everyone's doing basically the same things versus in the past, you had customers doing various different activities and it was harder to pinpoint. So, you know, uh, we've spent a lot of uh, time looking at the internal data of where customers have purchased recently and what they're thinking. But also, actually, I'm finding myself spending more and more time on social media these days. I'm, uh, looking at Facebook in terms of trying to figure out what people have done. I'm looking at Pinterest to figure out what people are planning to do. And then I, uh, I'm also spending a little bit more time on TikTok to look at uh, what customers are trying to get the rest of their family who are in quarantine to do. And most of it involves some form of dancing. So at the bottom line, when you have the right item, I think it's magical when you compare that item with the customer needs and the problems that we can solve. And uh, I think all of us here at Walmart are looking forward to helping our customers solve those problems. Well, look, thanks for everyone uh, for what you're doing. Thank you to you and your teams. Um, especially want to appreciate our associates and then our suppliers. Uh, Charles, like you said, the DSD suppliers who are really part of the community and part of the store. They've made a meaningful difference for all of us. But what, what you and the teams are doing, it means so much to so many. And I just want to again say thank you for the impact you've made and uh, looking forward to seeing you in person at the right time. Thanks for coming on today. Hey, thanks for having us, John, and a special thanks again to all of the associates. Thank you for everything that you're doing every day, and we're here to support you 100%. Thanks. 
Yeah, thank you, John. Uh, really thrilled to be, be to be here, and uh, really want to thank all the associates that uh, continue serving our customers. And we made great strides, and have a lot more to go. And really looking forward to going on this journey together with you. I just want to say thank you to all our store associates being out there on the front line every day, all our suppliers who are working hard behind the scenes to make things happen. And I also want to thank our home office staff, right? It's a 24-7 job many times in this, and no one sees them, but you know what? There's a lot of people trying to make sure we're taking care of the customer and our associates out in the field.